doesn't exist until it cracks apart. Time doesn't exist until it cracks apart. Time doesn't exist until it pretty at night. Time doesn't exist until it pretty at night. You're the white haired one first. You're pretty at night. You're the white haired one first. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of It's Time to Rewind, the podcast trapped in its own time loop right along with the movies we discuss. This season is the serial bomb, yo, and we're looking at Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel, and we have moved on to Angel Season 5, Episode 19, Time Bomb. Today we're discussing this, the third loop in the episode, starting at 18 minutes and 9 seconds, with Illyria teleporting back to the conversation between Spike and Angel after their sparring match, and ends at 18 minutes and 28 seconds, with Illyria grasping her stomach about to shift through time again. Joining me once again is Rob Branch, my co-host at Lyrical Innuendo. How are you doing today? What's going on, Bubba? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Awesome. So Awesome. <laughs> so jumping right into this clip, and this is another short clip. You know, it's just like about uh, 15 or just under 20 seconds here. Yeah. And this is the first time where we really get a sense that she's not just leaping forward through time. She's also leaping backward through time because this is exactly the same moment as a scene from earlier in the episode where she jumps back in with um, Spike and Angel and we get our commercial break, our blackout for commercial break right in the middle of this scene. I actually thought that was part of the scene. I was like, okay, everything <laughs> faded to black, a couple seconds and everything fades back. And I'm like, wait a minute. They had these things called commercials back in the day. <laughs> God. Yeah, I, I think it's funny. I, I just resubscribed to Netflix and I went with the cheaper Netflix with ads version. And it's weird because watching a Netflix show that's designed to be watched without ads, but now they have the ad breaks in there. So they don't always choose a good spot for a commercial break yeah. because they don't have the commercial break spots built into the episodes. So it's like you're watching an, an, like a Netflix episode. Like I, I jump back into the ranch just because. I you know, love I, that show. Yeah, it's it's an easy watch, and I, I just was just looking for something that I didn't have to pay a whole lot of attention to, and and I've seen the whole series before. I I like that show too, but it's just like it's very jarring whenever they jump to commercial. It it feels like it's almost like right in the middle of a scene. Yeah, well, I mean, back in the day, you know, we're both of the same age when you know this this unusual commodity called commercials existed you know when we would watch a show and a commercial popped up we're like okay piss break you know or okay gotta go get something to eat you know not just pause the show and go take care of your business you know it commercial and then like, like if you're watching it with other with other people like if if you're watching it with your friends and then you go in the other room and then you the worst thing you hear is like it's back on. Get back in here. Yeah. Hurry up, dude. Get the fuck back. Like, and then you're you're like you're running and you're like you're jumping over shit, you're tripping, <laughs> and you're pissing people off, but you're like, okay, okay, what I miss. <laughs> yeah, I I felt like 
you know, I, I am somebody that I watched a lot of TV. Like I had, I had the, the schedule memorized, like not, I mean, pretty much the entire TV schedule, but I had like our viewing schedule memorized, like, okay, you know, Thursday at seven o'clock, we watch this, this show on this station, 7.30, we switch over to this station at eight o'clock. We switch back to this station for this show. Right, right. And you had everything figured out, like we're doing this, we're doing this, you know. And I and I also had a very good sense of like, you know, if if I'm not like running to the other room, that I'll be watching and I'll I'll be like, um, you know, the the last commercial fades to black and I'm like, okay, now the show's coming back on, and then the show comes back on. Cause <laughs> I would have that sense, like, you know, I watched enough TV. I had this, you know, I have a good internal clock. So it's like, I knew how long commercial breaks typically were. So it's like, I'd had a sense of when the show was going to come back on. Agreed. Yeah. We built our internal clocks around, you know, Angel and Buffy and time breaks. <laughs> yeah. I've, it's, it's funny. I, I hadn't like kind of put that together because I, I, I haven't talked about my own like internal clock on this show at all, but I'm the type of person that, I will wake up like two minutes before my alarm goes off. Like I'll oh, wake shit, up I'm and jealous. look at my clock and then I'll see, oh, I have two minutes before the alarm goes off. I'll wake up a half an hour before my alarm gets off. And that or well, like whenever I'm cooking something, like something that takes a long time, like a 30 or 40 minutes or like 20 minutes for like something in the oven, I'll have a moment where it's like, well, I wonder how much time is left. And then I'll walk into the kitchen. And then as I'm walking into the kitchen, the timer will go off and the food's done. That's pretty, it's pretty impressive talent there. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like one of the the worst superpowers ever. (laughs) Being on time. Yeah. It's captain on time. I'm here (laughs) on time. So yeah, we get this clip and the the first section of it with angel and spike talking is like literally the exact same clip that we saw in the first part of the episode like right after illyria had her sparring match with spike right she kind of it looked like she just appeared like they didn't show her so the, the first time watching it, do you think, oh, maybe she just like walked through the door and then they just noticed her. But seeing her kind of jump into time, you you really get the impression watching this that that back in that episode or back earlier in the episode, she had just kind of appeared out of time in that moment. Yeah. And when when, when you watch the episode, like the first first we're talking about this clip, like the first part of this clip. She seems confused and dazed, but she's not like she knows something's not right. You know, her eyes are are moving mm-hmm. around, and you could see her her eyebrows kind of, you know, reach up and flare a little bit. So you know, she's like something's not right. But instead yeah, of, and you know, we get a little bit of her theory that we'll talk about that in the next episode because she actually vocalizes what she thinks is happening to her. Yeah, it's it, it, it's really a. Um, it's like to me this episode this part of the episode was like the first time we you could actually sense fear from her you know because she 
she knows something's up and she's not willing to admit it because you know she's a she's a deity and we're all peasants you know yeah not even peasant peasants like yeah bugs cockroaches no i i mean that too but in the next um in the next clip the next episode a line that i wrote down is she says you're plankton and envious of the sea that surrounds exactly you. yeah that's like the biggest diss you could ever say to somebody like <laughs> You're jealous. Well, no, you're plankton, just envious of the sea, you small creature, you. Yeah. And just, you know, it's something that, you know, she thinks of herself as something so infinitesimally larger than the people she's talking to. It, it's not even just like, you know, it, it's it's like the sense of a college student talking to a high school student. You get that right, sense right. of superiority only multiplied by a thousandfold well this entire time she's thinking to herself like okay i i'm this eternal goddess you know everybody should worship me and i'm in this human body and my powers are gone but i'm gonna come back and she's hope she's holding on to you know what little faith of herself she has and then she starts slowly but surely coming to grips that everything that she was in the past is no longer and now, like, the physical ramification of this are finally catching up with her, you know? Yeah, and, and she has this, like, love-hate relationship with Wesley because she sees him as, like, the the object of her potential demise, but she's also the, her only thing that she can latch onto in this world. And she's still holding on to Fred's memories, like, you know, I can feel Fred and she cared for you and it's it's confusing to her you know like i i one would assume that in the past she would have a vessel that was chosen for her so this vessel would have little to no contact with the opposite sex or the outside the outside well, i don't world. think that she i don't think she ever had a vessel she just existed whenever uh, she existed and then she you know was killed or sealed away and then the only way that she could have that she could be brought back is like now is within a vessel like she didn't have enough power or enough there wasn't enough of her left to bring her back on her own yeah and we also get uh you know back back to the clip we get just a little bit extra after the commercial break uh where spike says a good knee to the ribs does tend to catch up with does tend to catch up on you doesn't it and <laughs> which i i think is you know it's, you get that little completely it's like confidence but it's a completely different type of confidence that spike has versus what Illyria has yeah spike to me was just kind of like a, a wild card um throughout both you know throughout both buffy and angel he was just a wild card but then you know he grew as a person and you know gained his humanity just like angel did and he sees you know illyria as basically a new play toy you know and then realizes that oh shit she's got some spunk to her and he gets pissed <laughs> at her but he should be like pissed at himself but he you know he's an alpha male he he wants to believe he's an alpha male and he's like oh no 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 little girl you're not going to do this to me I think it's funny. I I didn't talk like I did talk a little bit about Spike getting his soul back, and whenever I was talking about more about Buffy with the Buffy episodes, 
But I think it's funny, especially seeing like Spike and Angel here together on Angel, just how differently the two of them handled getting a soul. Because, you know, Angelus had a soul forced upon him. And then he basically went underground, lived like a homeless derelict for, well, like 50 years or however long it was. And Spike basically, you know, he he went crazy for, you know, six months and then he was back to normal. Well, you know, Angelus had a soul. Well, they both had souls before, you know, but yeah, yeah, they, um, I guess I should say, you know, Spike himself is just pure chaos. He was chaos before he became a vampire. And so six months to him is like, oh, you know, okay, well, that's just like a week in Barbados, you know? Well, Spike, I mean, it's been a little while since I've watched the Spike flashbacks, but I thought he was like, you know, if, um, pre-vampire, he was just like a wussy dandy. Yeah, yeah, he was a noble. I think he was like a nobleman, but yeah, wussy dandy is, yeah, is, I, is a really good, <laughs> really good, you know, analogy. Yeah, it was like a mama's boy father never loved him and so yeah like he was a very different character pre-vampire versus post-vampire but then going from vampire to vampire with a soul he was like 95 percent the same character whereas angel versus angelus are two very different characters yeah they are they're extremely well, I wouldn't want to say they're polar opposites, but they are opposites. And every now and then they kind of come back together and then they realize that they hate each other equally. And so they just go back <laughs> to their different corners, you know. And what's really funny yeah. is with with Angel, there's always a woman in the middle, you know. <laughs> and sometimes Fred, you know, Fred was was that one in the middle. And it's like, seriously. Well, I, I did like how I don't think Angel never had any like... Angel and Fred's relationship was always 100% platonic. Yeah. Even though Fred Fred didn't really want it to be platonic, Angel kind of saw her as like a little sister, you know, and she yeah. glamored after him because, let's face it, you know, he's the tall, brooding, sexy type, you know? And then you have Illyria's like, I despise everything you are, you abomination, you know? And Angel's like, ouch, that hurts my feelings go on you're not even you're not even worth the effort to spit upon the ground that you walk on exactly yeah <laughs> and he's like mm, my feelings have been hurt please tell me more that's a lot to go on and yeah I, like you said there's there's always a woman involved whether it's darla or buffy and then it goes on to you know him and cordelia and then just for a little while in the last season, you have the werewolf Nina. I, I got see now you make me want to rewatch re both Buffy and Angel, <laughs> man. I mean they're they're definitely fun shows. I I want I do still kind of want to do a full rewatch from the beginning because I've I've only put set aside time. I watched season six of Buffy and season five of Angel, and I I haven't and just a handful of other episodes. Just want to binge watch it all now. <laughs> I although I have been listening to a couple Buffy podcasts going through them, and that's it's been interesting to revisit the episodes without actually watching them, but listen to other people talk about them, especially the one that I listened to, which 
you know, I'll, I'll have someone on there for the last episode of, or the last loop of this episode, uh, The Watcher Diaries. And um, that's that's a fun one because they, they, they re- remind me a lot of like the minute by minute because they really take the episode and they break it down kind of beat by beat and really go into a lot of detail. Like they, they go, you know, an hour and a half, definitely over an hour talking about each episode and they can go up to like two hours talking about one episode. Wow. Yeah. They got a lot to say. So that that should be fun, but uh, you know, once again, that this was a a short clip, and we've I think we've gone far enough away from the episode <laughs> that uh, we've got a lot a lot of ground to cover in the next episode. So once again, why don't you go ahead and take a moment and let everybody know where else they can find you online? Uh, they can find me at Rabbit Hole Podcasts. Uh, Facebook page um, and we have and uh, as always you know rabbitholepodcast.com um, I can be listened uh, ranting and raving about the stupidest things on whatever with Jason Soto uh, I can be you know talked and listened to about sex drugs and rock and roll with you and um, you know me and about four other um, sociopaths talk about our top five movies so and uh, you know, I'm, I'm I spread myself out here and there on other shows, so you know, good times for everybody. Yeah, and as always, I am Bubba Wheat, and you can find me on Twitter where I'm at Bubba Wheat. You can find this show, It's Time to Rewind, on Anchor.fm as well as anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. We also have a Facebook page, It's Time to Rewind, a time loop group, and you can join that and discuss episodes as they come out. And we will be back um, next time. So until next time, grr. Ah, grr. Time. Time doesn't exist until it cracks apart. Time doesn't exist until it cracks apart. Time doesn't exist until it pretty at night. Time doesn't exist until it pretty at night. You're the white-haired one first. Pretty at night. Slew the white hair in the first.